Welcome to the Hurtship Podcast. My name is Sitzke Kazimir, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power and, dare I say it, joy of middle management. Middle managers are best placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory, and insights. The Hurtship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. When we think about organization in herds, that's where we see a real separation with the world of organizations. That's to say, in so far that a herd doesn't have an organogram. It's not just that they don't have one because they don't need one. We couldn't draw one because there is no overarching hierarchy which says this person's the leader. Then you have that person reporting to and then that person. That's simply not how it works, as I explained in the first three episodes. So. Is there anything we can learn about how herds organize that might have a bearing on organizations? And I think there is. And I think it's very much about how do we perceive organization? How do we act on what we see? And how do we act especially on the stories we tell ourselves about organization? So though organizations have formal organigrams, which describe relationships between different parts of an organization and between different roles in an organization, much of what happens in an organization is actually driven by the informal organization, the way people coordinate informally and work together informally. And much of that is driven by the stories we tell ourselves about the organization. As people, we are meaning makers. We live by narratives and stories. It's my assumption that horses probably don't, and I can't check that. But certainly we do. And we do that when we look at the living world outside of us. So if we look at a horse herd, we'll start to meaning make. Or if we look at an organization. And those narratives influence each other. So the fact that we think quite hierarchically as humans means that we try and paste that onto a herd. And we make things mean things which may not mean that for the herd. So a couple of years ago, um, someone was riding here. And at one point we were talking about the herd and she was talking about one of the mares being the leader of the herd. Now, apart from not necessarily believing in leaders in a herd, um, and I wasn't as strong on that at the time, I certainly thought that if there was a leader in that herd, it would not be her. 
And so it was interesting to me, what was the story I was seeing? Within what narrative did I not see her as a leader? And within what narrative did she see her as a leader? And so one of the typical behaviours of this mare was that very often when the herd was going somewhere, she was in the front. And at the time, I didn't have a specific meaning for that. I just sort of discounted it. However, I later learned from a friend that very often in nature, when a herd is moving from A to B, and if they don't know the way, and there might be dangers on the way, they will put horses in the front who they would be able to miss. And that makes absolute sense. If, as a herd, you're trying to survive, who better to send out as scouts than those you could also do without? It doesn't devalue them. It doesn't mean that the herd wants to lose them. It means that there might be a conscious and probably intuitive for horses choice about who could we lose and who do we need to survive as a herd. So what's the narrative we see when we see a herd walking? Do we assume the ones in front are the leaders or do we assume the ones in the back are leaders? Or perhaps the most important horses, who may not necessarily be leaders, but just important for the well-being of the herd, might be in the middle because that's the safest place to be. And in fact, if I look at my herd and if my assumptions about who are important in that herd are correct, that's indeed how it's often happening. And that got me curious about how do we interpret through our stories what's happening in the informal organization. I was reminded of a project in a large organization I was working in quite some time ago where there was one, we had a number of big high level initiatives going on. And one of the projects, which was about really uniting all of those projects, was led by one of the least senior people in the organization. Least senior both in role and in number of years in the organization and in age. So when something like that happens... What's the narrative we tell ourselves? And I remember that I and others initially maybe thought that the story was, how does this person who's so junior get this big job? And then as I was reflecting on it, I started to wonder, or is this job really big? Have perhaps some people already decided that this project is going to fail anyway? And so rather than give it to the most senior person in the organization, 
they've chosen to give it to the most junior person in the organization. Or, and this is very well possible too, have they decided that if this is going to succeed, it needs to come from behind. And it's more likely that the most junior person in the organization will make it happen rather than the most senior person in the organization. Now, I actually believe I left the organization before the project was finished. And also seem to recall it didn't go very far. And in many ways, that is not relevant. What's relevant is how do we interpret the moves in the organization? How do we understand our relationships to others? How do we understand the opportunities we are given and the opportunities others are given? How do we understand it when we're asked to go ahead, creating the path for others to follow? Do we see that while that's an honor, it's also a risk? And when we're asked maybe to stay behind, do we reflect on that that might also be a positive story about the value we have for our organization or that our team has or the product we represent has? It's not that we can find the answers in the way a herd is structured. What we can find is understand that the way maybe we always think about organization, the way we understand where movement starts and where it continues may not be what's really happening. It may just be the story we're living in. And one of the things I notice in my coaching conversations is that very often those stories we have have an enormous impact not only on what happens in the organization, but how we feel in the organization. It's interesting that if I look at horse herds, horses don't really seem to care about where they are in relation to others. The only thing that truly creates stress is if they feel left out, if they feel isolated, if they feel not part of the fabric of the herd. There are many horses who are quite happy to lead the way or stay at the back. And if they can't be part of the herd, that's actually the challenge. So perhaps a little bit philosophical, but where do you feel in your team, in your department? And how much of how you feel has to do with the narrative you tell yourself about how things are organized and what your place within that is. And how would it be if you could look at the organization and forget for a moment formal or informal hierarchies and just notice if you belong? 
Do you have a place? And then perhaps it doesn't matter whether it's in the front or in the back. Because leadership comes from all directions in a herd. So I invite you this week, as you interact with the organization, with colleagues, with those who work for you, with those you work for, to notice what the stories are that you tell yourself and others about how you're organized and what your place in that is. Thank you for listening to the Herdship Podcast. As I close, I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd, like a herd of horses, combined with the word ship. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further installments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly. My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources, such as links to articles or books I have mentioned, and practices from this episode on herdship.com slash podcast. <music>